All right, on this historic day, we have a chance now to talk to somebody who had, if not a front row, certainly pretty darn good seats for history today. As for um, the first time in decades, a Democrat other than Mike Madigan was chosen to be Speaker of the Illinois House today. Republican Representative Tim Butler was there and saw it all go down and joins us live here this afternoon. Representative, thanks so much for taking the time. I know it's been an incredibly long day. It was a really long night last night. You're probably not operating on much sleep right now. I'm operating on zero sleep since 4 o'clock yesterday morning. Holy so, cow. Yeah. Well, thank it you. Was, I, I would say I didn't have a front row because I'm kind of in the back row on the floor, but it was, it was uh, I mean, definitely cool. Uh, always cool to... You know, I, it's such an honor to be in the General Assembly and, and even in the BOS Center, which is which is kind of a fun get up when we have it in the BOS Center as well. So, But I was I was closer to the back, I guess. You know, and, and they really they, they make it look great. It's, it's very stately there. And you watch this whole process, the, the transition of power. But today was a very big deal. Mike Madigan is no longer Speaker of the Illinois House. You got to get used to saying Speaker Welch. So, so what do you think of the Chris Welch era so far? Is this a new day for the Illinois General Assembly, or just more of the same? Well, first of all, I mean, I, I just—it's—it's it's almost impossible to believe after. I mean, to, today is fifty years to the day that that Mike Madding was was sworn into the General Assembly. Yesterday was thirty-eight years to the day that he became Speaker. You know, I mean, it's almost impossible for many, many Illinoisans to believe that Mike Madigan is no longer Speaker of the Illinois General Assembly, which, you know, I mean, you know me, Jim, I think that's I think that's good. As far as, you know, as by, far by, as, by the now, way, is is he still a representative? I mean, is he just going to hang out and just be one of the guys like you now? I think I think that's a great question. What is he going to do? And that's and that plays into, you know, a lot of questions that we have as Republicans is, uh, you know, how how that's going to roll out. But I think to your, you know, your other question about about Chris Welch, look, I, I've known Chris for a long time. I've had a good relationship with him. I think there's there you can't deny the fact that this is a tremendously historic day, not only on the front of of Mike Madigan leaving, but the fact that we have the first African American speaker of of the House of Representatives in Illinois, the same chamber that Abraham Lincoln served in. And so, I mean, I think that's a tremendously historic day, and and I think I think we have to appreciate that as not only members of the of the Illinois House of Representatives, but as Illinois. I mean, it's it's a good day for Illinois. I mean, that's that is that's a big deal. And you know, look, Chris, Chris, you know, I, I have a good relationship with Chris. I think he's a good guy. I think there's a lot of questions <laughs> that have come up in the last few days, but that's all stuff we're gonna we're gonna sort out. But you know, I mean, I I think you can't deny the fact this is a tremendously historic day in Illinois. Your party put out a press release today calling it a quote travesty. Their words that Chris Welch was chosen to succeed Mike Madigan. Your leader Jim Durkin said he would extend an olive branch, though. So there's a bit of a mixed message and a, a question about tone here. Are Republicans serious and wanting to work with the new speaker if he'll work with them, or or is this in fact a travesty? Well, I think there's always a lot of bluster on these, on you know these these speeches and these days. And you know, the party has a role to play as as a partisan operation. You know, um, uh, Speaker Welch got his jabs into Republicans as well when he gave a speech. Obviously, Leader Durkin was very impassioned and made some points. And I I would say that was more focused on on Mike Madigan than it was than it was on on Speaker Welch per se. But but look, I mean, this is this is I, I think you know. We we have to set a new tone in this state, and that's that's something that at the end of the day, both Leader Durkin said and and 
and Speaker Welch said. I mean, we have to set a new tone. The, the hard work is going to come here over the next several months as we lead into this first session of the 102nd General Assembly um, in, a, in a unique time with, with COVID and the way that we're meeting in the BOS Center and potentially having remote legislating down the road and things like that. You know, it's, it's a unique time, but I think we have to be committed. And despite the jabs today, I did hear both the leaders say we're committed to trying to work together. And, you know, I'm, look, I, I do have a good relationship with Chris Welch. Um, I don't agree with him on a lot of issues, but, you know, he's somebody that, you know, I got his, you know, his cell phone's in my contacts here. I could call him tonight. He may or may not answer the phone. He's probably getting a lot of phone calls. Certainly something that I've never had with Mike Madigan. Um, but again, you know, he's, he's going to be learning on the fly. There's certainly stuff that's come up for the last couple, you know, couple days that he's going to have to really address, I think, as we move forward. But I, I, I think, you know, this is the beginning of a new session. You, 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 you want to be hopeful that we can work together and try to and try to move things forward. Republican Representative Tim Butler is here with us uh, on the first day of the new legislative session with the new speaker. Day one, it's easy to talk about a new tone, but day one comes just a couple of hours after the end of the previous legislative session where there was a lot of frustration in those waning hours, particularly over a criminal justice and policing reform bill, a massive bill, the final version of which was dropped into your laps at about 3 a.m for a vote at around 4 a.m. today. Uh, And even if it hadn't been like that, the the contents of this bill still uh, frustrated and angered uh, a lot of Republican lawmakers and a lot of police organizations around the state. You have your own concerns about it. What's what's your issue with the bill? Well, I think think two two big things about this. And, you know, the process is, is always a problem. And when we try to jam giant pieces of legislation through at the last minute, literally in the middle of the night or in the in early morning at the end of session is always a problem. Um, we should have more lead time in, in these things. We should have more negotiations and more discussion. There are truly gigantic, legitimate concerns for law enforcement on this, on this piece of legislation. And, and, you know, when you listen, especially, you know, I mean, look, the Republican caucus is, is very much in support mostly of, of law enforcement's position on a lot of things. Um, we believe the police in this, you know, in, in our cities, in our state, provide a vital service. And, and this legislation is, is going to be a massive change for the way we have policing in the state of Illinois. And we think to a negative effect. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's just, it's just, it's not the way to do business um, at, at the last minute with this. And, and, I will say also the thing that, that overshadowed all of this was the negotiations that went on with this with former Speaker Madigan and how that would go into this whole mix of the issue, the agenda issues for the Black Caucus. And that can't be overlooked. That was a part of this discussion. Deals were made. Uh, votes were put up on the board because of discussions, because of the, the spe- uh, Speaker Madigan trying to hang on to his job and, and you know, Look, at the end of the day, what, what happened today and the way the vote went down in the House of Representatives this morning, a half hour before the new General Assembly was supposed to be seated, isn't the way that we should do business. We should be much more collaborative and do business in a much better manner, but that's not the way it happened. And and now we have a law in the books that passed by a sing, in, in the state of Illinois out of 177 legislators passed by a single vote 
that's going to have a giant impact on our law enforcement, probably an issue that I've never received more input on opposed to than any other issue that's come up in the Illinois legislature. One of the complaints that keeps coming up about it is uh, the changes to cash bail. Uh, This is something that Governor J.B. Pritzker has said repeatedly that he wanted to see change, that people shouldn't be sitting in jail cells indefinitely just because they're poor, Um, which, you know, again, on its surface would seem to make some sense. Uh, what, What are your concerns about the changes to the cash bail system? Well, I mean, these are these are these are easy issues to talk about, and you know, in the abstract. But when you get down to negotiating on them and figuring them out and seeing the problems that come out, they, they get much more difficult. Cash bail—it's easy to say, let's get rid of cash bail or let's keep cash bail, let's get people out when they can't. You know, but but you know, when you look at it in action, and when you look at what's happened in other states, you know, it works on some levels, but also there's there's mistakes or that that are made with people that are let out that shouldn't be let out, the people that commit crimes after they get let out because they because they're able to get out because they don't have to pay they don't have to post bail. And that's that's a real problem. And again, this is this is the problem. I mean, I don't know how many amendments were on the legislation that passed today, but you know, it was it was like, you know, five, six, seven amendments that come down at the last minute and and that makes it very difficult to understand exactly what the legislation is. Cash bail is something look, I, I you know this is this is certainly something we need to discuss, and I understand the problems with it, but that doesn't mean that people, you know, that we shouldn't have some sort of cash bail system in the state of Illinois. I don't think that's the right path forward. I still think there was more avenues we could have gone down and negotiated. But again, you know, look, I'm in the minority in the House of Representatives, and we got run over today. That's what happened. So the people in downstate Illinois, the Illinois, the House Republican Caucus, 45 members today. We represent almost 5 million Illinoisans, and they got ran over today. That's what happened. One where your side didn't get run over was on the governor's proposal for decoupling Illinois tax law from the federal tax changes in the CARES Act last year. Those federal tax changes give some tax breaks to businesses, but the governor said it would cost the state as much as a billion dollars in lost revenue. So he wanted to undo those changes in the state tax code. And uh, you, you and your colleagues opposed that and you prevailed. It didn't get enough votes to go forward. But the bad news, of course, is we've now got another billion dollars in, in our budget hole that we've got to figure out. How to close so what now well i'll tell you what now we had the legislature in town for an entire week we're here tomorrow i never once saw the governor do a thing this week the legislature was in town we got a nice mansion over there that that has been redone the governor didn't engage the legislature at all this week now think about this we have not been in session may Uh, We have been clamoring for meetings with the governor to try to move forward on things. The governor hasn't done a thing. Why, you know, you've got everybody in town. The governor has a perfect opportunity to get people together. We know the budget is a huge problem. And and the governor was, he was AWOL. He was AWOL. I mean, Jim, you you see his daily schedules. The media gets his daily schedules. Literally, there were days when the governor had nothing scheduled while the legislature was in session. That's that's dumb. That's just plain dumb. I don't understand it. As somebody who's been involved with government as long as I have, why the governor would not want to get involved with the legislature at a time that's vitally important. The decoupling issue was a, it, it, the decoupling issue was it was a flat out tax increase on small mom and pop businesses in Illinois. That's what it was going to be. That's 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 really what it was. And I, I understand, you know. People might disagree with him. It was a flat-out 
a flat-out tax increase. And again, this is another thing that came up late in the day, late in December. The governor's office never talked to it. I literally got a call this morning at 11.20 a.m. from the director of the Department of Revenue, 40 minutes before the legislature was, was scheduled to end, to talk about this issue. That's not the way to do business. You know, I, I mean, it's just the governor needs to lead on this stuff, and he's not leading on it right now. But again, another billion on top of the billions we're already in the red for this fiscal year. How are we getting out of that hole? Well, look, if if the governor wanted this this bill to go through, he 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 he, he could have found the votes to get it. Again, where was the governor this week? How the governor is always invited to the floor of the legislature. I've seen governor I've seen Governor Pritzker, I've seen Governor Rauner since I've been in. I've seen every single governor basically since I've been alive working the floor of the legislative chambers. There's nothing stopping this governor. And if, if that if this bill was such a big deal for Governor Pritzker, he would have been welcome at the BOS Center. He would have been welcome on the floor of the Senate to make sure it got done. He didn't even come close to getting the votes in the House last night. And you can't blame that on a Republican dude. I mean, Governor, sorry. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, he just can't. I mean, we're in the super minority. You couldn't even find enough Democrats to support exactly what you wanted to do. Have you called the governor dude, by the way? I'm, I'm just curious. I, 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 just... Think, I, I do think I just called him dude. So <laughs> I, maybe, maybe that's JB dude. I don't, I don't know. You know, we can. Uh, Representative, (laughs) we're we're tied on time, and i got a couple more things I want to ask you real quickly. Number one, um, you know, obviously a new session. Uh, You have expressed a hope to not be in the House for too much longer. Uh, Can you give us an update on that, and what are your priorities, whether you're in the House or you are Bill Brady's replacement in the Senate uh, for this upcoming legislative session? Yeah, I, I, you know, I gave the the Senate some thought for a few days, and after after Senator Brady uh, announced that he was stepping down, and um, you know, he was nice enough to call me in advance. Um, I gave it a couple days over the holiday weekend, over the over um, New Year's weekend, and you know, at the end of the day, I called Leader McConkey in the Senate, I called Leader Dirk in the House, I called the the four county chairman in, in my in the eighty seventh district, the area that I represent, and told him, look, I love uh, you know the Senate. Was 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 something certainly to think about, and I could see the the reason why I wanted to go there. But at the end of the day, I love being in the House. Um, it's it's really you know I just got elected to it, and and I'm looking forward to serving it again. I just it's just it's just it's it's the right fit for me. I enjoy it, so I, I've decided to stay in the House. I think you know my priorities. Look, I mean, and Jim, we've talked about this before. The pandemic has to be at the top of this, and having these discussions about the budget are a big part of this. And and I mean, you know, and I. Jim, I know you ask this every time. What's your budget cuts? What's your budget? Where you, I, part of the process has to be we need to collaborate and get together and, and figure this out because this is, this is a huge problem that we need to address. And my hope is, you know, on January 13th, we just got sworn in. Let's start working on this. I think the governor and the four leaders need to start getting together tomorrow. This is vitally important as we move into the spring session that we got to have a budget that works. And you got to have everybody not everybody signed up, but you got to be talking to everybody. But if and you're going to collaborate, you get... don't you have to have your own list of cuts to come in and say, okay, let's see where these match up and we'll see where they diverge and we'll, well, we'll go from there? Well, I, I think, I, yeah, I think everybody has to talk about that. I've sat, I've sat in committees with, look, I'm on, the, I'm on the Appropriations Public Safety Committee. My friend Kelly Cassidy is the chair of that committee. We've sat in those meetings and we've talked about cuts. I've, had, I've sat there where governmental agencies, and this was under Governor Rauner, where, where agencies would come in 
and we would ask them to identify cuts, and they would say, we can't make cuts. I mean, agencies would come in and say, we a $120 million agency said they can't make cuts. That's not right. We can find it. But, the, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what, what Tim Butler's cuts are or J.B. Pritzker's cuts are. we got to be working together on this because if we're not, we're, we're not going to get there. And there's, look, there's, there's plenty of room to find this. And on top of that, you have, you have a federal government with, with you know, soon-to-be President Biden coming in. And we don't know what's coming down the pike on that, but there's a lot of speculation that there might be federal funding come down on that. So we, we need to plan on the state side. We've got to see what happens with the Fed. And then hopefully we can get to a place at the end of May where we got a budget in place that works for Illinois that's, that's not out of balance like it has been, you know, in the last few years. Representative, uh, I'm really out of time, but I have to ask you this. We played your comments yesterday, your your impassioned remarks about what happened to the U.S. Capitol last week. I'm not going to ask you to, to relive all that, uh, but given how strongly you felt about that, given what you said on these airwaves about that, what were your thoughts today about impeaching President Trump for a second time over his role in inciting that? Well, Listen, I do not uh, have a problem with any Republican that, that voted to impeach President Trump. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that's what they want to do. I, look, I, you know, who knows what I, I'm not in Congress. I don't have to make that decision. I don't think impeaching the president is going to make a darn bit of difference over these next over this next week that he's in office. It is, you know, he's not going to get thrown out of office. Vice President Pence says he's not going to vote the 25th Amendment. But, I, you know, if those guys are duly elected to Congress, and that's what they want to do. But I mean, you've played my comments. You know where I'm at on this. I think I think Republicans have to own this. I think Trump needs to own this. And I and I think you know, this, this is something that never should have happened in the United States, and I hope it never happens again. Representative Tim Butler, try to get some sleep. We'll talk soon. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. All the best.